Hello and welcome to a new podcast in the weekly series from BNP Paribas Wealth Management. I am your host today, Edmund Shing, Global Chief Investment Officer at BNP Wealth Management. Today, we are going to talk about global food prices and why we are not seeing prices come down yet for consumers in the supermarket. Food price inflation clearly hurts, but I believe this effect is going to fade very soon. Why do I say that? Well, it is true, first of all, that every time that I go shopping to my local supermarkets, I feel acutely the pain of what seems to be ever-increasing food prices. This has been largely due to the effects of the war in Ukraine, which have supercharged both energy and food prices, particularly in Europe, with higher energy prices contributing to higher food inflation via, of course, cost of transportation, refrigeration and packaging. The result in the euro area is that food price inflation has soared to nearly 18% on a year-on-year basis by the end of February. However, the better news moving forwards is that world food prices have been falling sharply after peaking in March 2022, again at the outbreak of the war in Ukraine. We should also remember that food prices had already been rising for some time prior to this, due in part to disruption to world food supplies from COVID lockdown effects, plus worldwide drought affecting key food crop production. If we look at the FAO World Food Price Index, which is published by the United Nations, we can see that this tends to lead euro area food inflation by about six months. This is important because FAO world food prices have fallen by about 20% year on year as of March this year. So this should feed through into falling inflation in the euro area over the next few months. Combined with the sharp fall in energy prices, this should lead food prices in Europe lower for the rest of 2023. This should be good news for households and could even result in improvement in purchasing power when combined, of course, with rising salaries, which is an effect we are seeing currently. Note, too, that European governments are making their own efforts to try to calm food prices. In March, for instance, the French government announced an agreement with French supermarket chains with food retailers agreeing to offer shoppers, in quotes, the lowest possible prices for three months on a selection of basic food items, the choice of which has been left up to the supermarkets themselves to decide on. Interestingly, if we look to the share prices of listed food retailers, such as Tesco in the UK or Carrefour in France, we see little evidence of their share prices reflecting excess profitability off the back of this record food inflation. Since European food inflation started to rise sharply in mid-2021, the European food retailer sector has actually underperformed the broader European stock market by nearly 12% today. So they haven't been making the money, it seems, but then who has? And the answer here are the food and beverage producers globally, such as Pepsi in the US that make, of course, not only soft drinks, but also snacks such as crisps, which have seen 15% price rises over the last year. In Europe, you can think as well to companies such as Nestle and Unilever, who also have been raising quite sharply the price of their foodstuffs, their branded foods, such as coffee, chocolate, washing powders, margarines, and so on, again, to the order of about 15 to 18% over the last year. So that's fine for them. But I don't think this is sustainable because consumers are now voting with their feet, as we say in English, and are moving 
to buy more of their food at discount food retailers, such as the German retailers Aldi and Lidl. If we look at Aldi and Lidl, they have been seeing their market shares gain in Germany, they're up to 20%. In the UK, they're up to an 18% market share of food retailing. In France, they're still only at 11 which is rising quickly. But you can see that in France, there is plenty of scope for Aldi and Lidl to make further market share gains if they were to catch up to the levels already seen today in Germany and the UK. Another factor that we see with consumers is that they are buying less of these higher price items, such as, for instance, meat we are seeing meat consumption come down quite sharply in shopping baskets across Europe as a result of this high food inflation and as a result of consumers trying to limit the impact on their food budgets. So in conclusion, don't be surprised to see food prices calm down sharply in the second half of this year. I would also expect the underperformance of the food retailer sector in Europe to continue. This is of course potentially good news for households, who may spend more on other areas of consumption, such as travel and leisure, especially as the summer holidays approach. But note that the strong profitability and forward guidance from the European airlines, such as EasyJet and IAG, who own British Airways, Iberian Vueling, these could actually be the beneficiaries of stronger consumption patterns over the rest of this year, rather than anything related to food retailing and food consumption. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast from BNP Paribas Wealth Management. Please do like, share and subscribe to this series of podcasts. You can find us, of course, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict. And please look for our research by searching on the term Voice of Wealth BNP Paribas on the search provider of your choice, such as Google. Thank you and talk to you again next week. Bye bye.